Welcome to the Faith Cometh by Hearing podcast. We are so glad that you have tuned in. Romans 10:17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Our calling is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We trust today's message will be a blessing to your heart. We go now to today's message. Jonah chapter number one. We're going to be looking at a message. To, uh, the message today the Lord gave me last week. As a matter of fact, I've been working on it and studying it out all week. In Jonah chapter one, we're going to be looking at running from the call. Running from the call. Like hearing the pages turn to a preacher when you hear when you hear that. That's just like music to the ears. Amen. So, and I, I just, it thrills me, amen. But in the, now, if, now let me just say this, getting started. If you're, if a person is watching, if it's even up and running on the, on the, the Facebook Live, if you don't have a King James Bible, you're going to miss, you're going to miss some wording. Because the wording in the King James Bible is directive. Okay, because of the fact that on this now, those other ones, it kind of weakens what uh, what the Lord Jesus Christ is trying to say in those other perversions. But listen to what I hear in chapter chapter one, verse one, it says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of uh, Amittai, saying, now I want to stop there and look at this and you'll see now the word of the Lord. Let me tell you something, when, when God calls a man to preach, Usually that man is sitting under the Word of God and had a preacher that has been preaching the Word of God to him and then that person feels that calling on their life. They feel that drawing on their life and I'm going to be honest with you. If you don't submit to it, misery comes along. And I'm living proof of it. Amen? Because I ran from it all them years and the doctors couldn't figure out why I was walking around with the backache in the shape that it was in. And all it was, it was the thorn of the flesh when I accepted God's call and I said, I'm done running, I'm going to preach your word. He pulled the thorn out. But see, let me tell you something. Let me say this. When God puts that thorn in there, man's eye can't see it and them MRIs CAT scans and all these x-rays and all this stuff here they can't see it but I'm assuring you this because we are perfectly made by the Lord Jesus Christ he knows exactly where it is this morning and when he reaches up there he pulls it out it feels so good Amen. Verse number two, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. Look at the proclamation that's being told he was to do there. He said, go and cry against it. That's saying, go and let the people know that Jesus saves. Amen. Amen. But look at what else it says. It says, for their wickedness has come upon, it says, come up before me. Now listen, look at those, look at those words. Their wickedness is come up before me. God is saying that they have done so much vile, so much evil things that even now I see it. God's seen it from the very beginning. 
Right. Now, we're going to stop at verse 2. Let me move over here and give you a rayology on this birth. I do believe that God saw it from the get-go. I do believe that He knew what was going on. And the reason He said these words, I can't prove it in any commentary. And that's the reason I call it a rayology. He was fed up. He says, enough of this filth, enough of all this junk that's going on in this town. And he told Jonah, you go. You go. Now we're going to look at verse number 3, 2017. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa and he found his ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. 2017. As far as I'm concerned, this right here, it was written when I read it, 2017. This is what's happening, not only in churches in the Virginia, Danville area, it's happening around the world. People have got a call. They are receiving God's Word and they run just as hard as they can from the Word of God. They run from, trying to get out of the presence of God. His all-seeing eye knows exactly where they are. And they run trying to get away from doing what God wants them to do. Amen. That's exactly what it is. Amen, brother. Yeah, I, now, now I'll say this. Yeah, I know that this weren't written yesterday. But I tell you what, it sure does apply to today. Amen. Amen. Because of the fact that this is what we see people running when God puts a call on their life, they run for the high country. Some run for caves. Some just try to just, just leave, period. But I'm going to tell you something. God, with His all-seeing eyes, doesn't need a Hubble telescope to know what, where you are and to see what you're doing because He is a just and holy God. Amen. Father, we ask You to be with the Word of God now. Lord, as we move a little bit further into the message, Lord, Father, I ask You to, just to help me, Lord, to uh, preach the Word. Father, I pray as we go over to South Boston here in a little while, that, Lord, You will keep us safe on the road there too. And, Lord, we pray for uh, Sister Hilda. But, Lord, I ask You now, just, Lord, to help us all focus on running from the call. Help us, Lord, to realize that we, we need to start running to the call. And, Lord, we love You. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. And God's people say, Amen. Jonah. A lot of people don't realize this. He's a minor prophet. He was a prophet that was different than all the rest of them. I'm glad you asked that question. Why, preacher? Well, because of the fact the other prophets gave a warning of the impending judgment. They also gave, he, uh, they gave warnings of God's wrath against the sin of Judah of that day and to Israel. Jonah doesn't do either one. If you'll notice, you can read those chapters right there. I think there's four. But see, the thing of it is, he never mentions it. So how is he a minor prophet? Well, to be a prophet, you've got to foretell the future. 
Amen. He did just that when he was there, right here in, the, in, in verse number uh, in verse number two. He told him, and, and right he rose up and go to that great city and cry against it. They're right there, so going out there and telling the gospel of Christ. Amen. But also, it is a story of a man that God has called to preach the word of God, and we see the unwillingness to do so. Amen. Many friends that are, I would say, they're consequences. Many friends have forgotten. Sinner friends don't believe. But there's consequences. There are direct consequences for being disobedient. Now the story of Jonah is full of those consequences. I'm not going to get into each one of them, but I'm going to preach what the Lord laid on my heart. But I want us to look at at a man that ran, that, that completely just high. He just he just packed up his stuff and ran to the high country. So he found him a little boat and paid the fare. So he go went down to the bottom of the ship. We all know the story. Paraphrasing, great tempest. What's going on? They play to they, these, these men on board ship pray to their little G gods. Still it raged and raged. Then there was one, Jonah. If you'll notice running from the call, there's a lack of concern. God gave Jonah a direct place that he was to go. Nineveh. Now how much more plain, you might say, does a person need? Now I've asked the Lord, I told the Lord, and I've asked Him many times, I've said, I am not the brightest light in the candle opera. Y'all can say amen, you can say oh me, but it's the truth. I just tell God, look, let me tell you something. I'm that one candle that's in the candle opera that flickers. All the rest of them are burning just as pretty and bright, but there's one that flickers, always one. That's me. I told the Lord, speak to me clear where I can understand exactly what you want me to do. And He sends me to the Word of God each and every time because that's where He speaks to us is from the Word of God. And I'm telling you, there was a lack of concern. See, for me, when he told him out there, that lack of concern was to go to Nineveh. For me, I didn't know where it was. So I decided what I'd do, I'd just run. Called preach. A preacher is too high and mighty. You know, not. I told the Lord, I said, listen, I'm just an old redneck from Brunswick County. Don't talk clear. Got my own language. And you want me, you want me of all people to go out there and preach the Word of God? First thing, the time he asked me to do that, I preached up there at Livingston Baptist Church. Pastor Mark got sick, asked me to preach. Preached on prayer. Had my message laid out. And matter of fact, I was told just recently, it was still the shortest message ever preached inside of that church. I thought I was up there an hour and 45 minutes and come to find out I weren't even up there 10. <laughs> Amen. I shook Sister um, Mady Mosby's hand. She's home with Jesus now. When I shook her hand, she says, Man, your hands is wet. You just been in the bathroom? I said, No. And she said, Great day. 
She just said, praise the Lord. And I said, what's she praising the Lord for me having wings? And she says, you're doing it for God, not yourself. Took me a couple years to realize what she was saying, amen? But I'm going to tell you something, it's the truth. People say, oh, you just get up there and you don't act like you're nervous at all. You ain't seen my britches shaking behind me, amen? Staying here, sometimes I get nervous. See, that's like when I'm leading the music, everybody always asks, why you always got your right hand inside your pants? Well, if I was to take it out, you'll see this. And make noise on the pulpit. I try to keep time, that way I'll know what I'm doing. Nervous. And I'll tell you something, church. I pray I never lose that nervousness. Amen? Because I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing it for the Lord Jesus Christ, the best preacher that's ever been. Still lives. Let me tell you something. It's God that I do this for, not myself. But see, when there's a lack of concern, nobody don't care. You think that you're sliding by. Well, I don't make a difference. I'm telling you today, you do make a difference. I said last week, I'll stand on it. I don't care what nobody says. Mamas are important. Let me tell you something. You are important to the Word of God. You are important to Jesus Christ who is the living Word. You are important. So don't think that you should be unconcerned. You should be deeply concerned about how much Jesus loves you. How much does He love you? Let me explain this. He went to a cross and gave His life so that you will be able to breathe and blink your eyes today. Let me just say this. Now He blesses everybody with being able to hear, being able to touch, being able to, to feel, the smell, taste, swallow, all these things. Check it from Genesis all the way through the book of the Revelation. You will not find nowhere in the King James Bible, I can't speak of all them other ones, but in the King James Bible you will not find where it's written that it's guaranteed to you. That is a just and holy God that loves you and has blessed you. Amen? When you're running from the call, you have to realize that there's a payment. A payment? Yep. Let me help you out. Look at verse number 3. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare. He paid the fare. See, there's a payment needed. Jonah ran to that ship. Tempest came. Men were afraid. They prayed. Jonah slept. The men woke him up. They cast their lots. Jonah said, hey, it's me. Throw me into the sea. Now, I'm going to stop right there. What type of payment is... Let me tell you this. There's a payment. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Don't believe me. Take a look at Romans 6.23. See, let me tell you something. People that go to work every day, 
They go out there, they go to work, they cock in. They go in there and they work. And at the end of the 40 hours, they come up yonder and the boss man comes by with an envelope and says, here, a little something for you today. Good job. See you next week. Look in there. Mama's happy. There's a paycheck in there. Amen? Amen? Okay, so all of you work for nothing. I don't. Amen? Let me just say this. When the boss man comes by and tells us the check laying there, we get excited. Because I start thinking about hamburgers and stuff like that right there that I'm getting ready to get. Amen. But see, the thing of it is, though, see, that when you, when you sin and there's sin and there's constant sin, there is a payment that has to be made and that payment is dead. Amen. And see, here's why I'm saying dead. Look, alcohol, drunk driving leads to death. I can take you right now to back to Leland and show you a guy that got drunk and he was in an old abandoned building and he fell four stories and when he hit the ground, let me tell you, there was that pipe laying there and that was the end of the story. Amen? I can take you right now to a firefighter that got drunk and decided that he was going to go deer hunting, climbed up in his stand, fell out and the ladders ripped him from right here under his navel halfway up to his goozle. Ruined him for the rest of his life. My thing was, I told the game warden, I told Fred, I said, why in the world was that idiot deer hunting drunk? And he says, well, he won't be hunting no more. It didn't kill him. That's the thing. We had a high school friend, beautiful girl, Dana Bollinger, killed by a drunk driver. Beautiful girl. Right outside of Bolivia. But see, church, the list just goes on and on for these, for this scene. And see, the thing of it is, though, that's not the only one. We can look at, at drugs. We can look at prescription drugs. We can look at all these different things and see that there went, that this sin has a horrible, horrible payday. And here's a man that had the call of Jesus Christ on his life. And the Scriptures doesn't say contrary to man was saved. So see, we know that he was saved because the reason we know that because God called him to go to Nineveh. And what did he do? Ran. There was a payment. Great tempest come up. Run from me. I'll send a storm. He told him, he says, it's me. Thank y'all need to throw me over. I can see this right now. Another rayology. <laughs> you think them throwing you in the sea is going to get you out of my call? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. I'm going to send a great fish. Swallow you up. That's what the Lord did. Send a great fish. We don't find out until the book of Matthew that it was a whale. <clears throat> but there's a payment. A great payment that has to be made. And this is what happens when you run from the call. Amen? Number three. There is no peace and comfort when you run from the call. How do you mean by that? How did you come up with ain't no peace and comfort? Well, first of all, he was asleep down at the bottom of that ship and there was a great tempest going on. 
Now, we're not talking about an ocean-going freighter or one of these big ocean-going lavish cruise ships that are out there today, four, five, six, maybe even ten stories high, all these pools and all this stuff. No, it weren't nothing like that. Just a ship. Now, there weren't no motors on these here ships, so there had to be one of two things. It had to be man-driven, stroke, stroke, or it had to be wind-driven with the sail. One of the two ways. Here's the thing. When that storm was going, you know that he weren't sleeping peaceful. All t- tossed about to and fro. There weren't no comfort. There weren't no comfort when them men come woke him up and said, hey, we all prayed and done everything that we could do and we cast lights. Now it's you. Tag, you're it. And he said, throw me into the sea. Now, <clears throat> Jonah was thrown into the sea. Great fish came up, swallowed him up. Whale has three stomachs. Interesting here. Now, the first stomach is nothing but a glorified storage area. Okay? Probably thinking to yourself, wonder how much food can go in that hole. I'm glad you asked that. 1,000 kilograms, which equals out to 2,204.6 pounds. <clears throat> 2,204.6 pounds goes in that one storage compartment. Can you imagine being mixed up with menhaden, flounder, spots, whatever the fish may be? Now think about it. All them fish in there. And who knows what else? Plankton. A lot of whales eat plankton, ever what that is. I think about Spongebob when I hear plankton, but that's another story. But see, the thing of it is, though, all these things are in that storage compartment, that first stomach. So then I got to thinking about it. Is that where Jonah was? Or was he in the second stomach where the breakdown begins? The acid content in most whales... It's three to four times greater than that's found in a human stomach. Hmm? Is that where he was? I don't know. Could have been in that third stomach. We all know what's in there. It gets even worse. I didn't even put anything down on that third stomach except it's just there. Here's the thing. We don't know where he was, but we also know that there weren't no peace and there weren't no comfort in there because it stunk. It had to stink. Sin stinks. I used to know a guy that's dead now. His name was Motorcycle Bert. First time I ever met him, great big old burly guy. Long hair and a motorcycle ponytail with them things on it. Beard. And he walked into Triple T, and he come up like he just looked at me. And he says, "Hey, how are you? Satan sucks." <laughs> Every time I seen him up until he died, that's how he would greet me. And he had T-shirts. That's all the T-shirts said. Walk right up into them biker bars. The biggest, baddest one and witness to them for Jesus. There's no telling how many souls have been saved by Motorcycle Burt. I never even knew that he had a last name until he passed away. 
and I talked to his son. Was up out of Maryland. Great guy. But he could witness to people that, look, that I couldn't even make a den in. I wouldn't even, matter of fact, I wouldn't even go near where them people went. He'd walk right up amongst them and shake their hand. And that's how he greeted them. Back of his motorcycle. Little bumper sticker. Satan sucks. T-shirt, same way. He loved Jesus Christ. And he let those people know that there was no comfort, no peace in their sin. There's no peace. I told y'all the story about this teenage girl. I hadn't been called into the ministry that long. And she was called up in, in gothic, all black, black earrings, black nails. But she had one other problem. She was so rough on herself, she cut herself. We got the first call one night, go to the hospital. We went, me and my pastor. We went over there. <coughs> talked to her, and we told her about how Jesus loved her. And how if she may think that nobody in the world loved her, but I told her, I said, Jesus loves you and He loves you unconditionally. All you need to do is just walk away from your sin. And I said, when you walk away from your sin, I said, young lady, you'll find peace and rest and comfort. She says, can't have none. Weeks go by, she cut herself again, had to go to the hospital, everything. And we had a meeting set up with her on that Friday evening to meet with her, her mom and daddy. We would never meet with her one-on-one. On one. And on the way, we had left. I went and picked up my pastor, and we were on the way to her house when the phone rang. And it was his phone that rang and said that they were on the way to the hospital with her to meet him at the hospital. So we went over to New Hanover and they wouldn't let us back. And she came out devastated. The, that particular day, she made the wrong cut. See, when you cut your wrist, cutting them crossways doesn't do anything. That's just hesitation marks. And she realized that. And she cut her, her wrist with a razor blade the long way. She bled to death before they, they could stop the bleeding. Fifteen years old. Beautiful. Young girl. Life all ahead of her. And somebody some got there, went to her and convinced her that gothic was the way to go and that you need to get caught up in this and that nobody loves you. I'm telling you. Jesus loves you. He will give you peace. He will give you comfort. He will give you joy. He will give you all the happiness that you can ever... All you have to do is just one simple thing, and that is ask Him into your heart and life. Amen. Jonah had all this. And he run from the call. He run. But then... Brother, I believe it was this right here, Brother Samuel, Brother Raymond Barber that did this. 
he got a finger that long. He reached that finger down and to the side of the head and Jonah came to his senses. The reason I say that right there because Jonah had an awakening. I want y'all to take a look at chapter 2 of Jonah. Verse 1, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. He's inside of a fish's stomach and he prays to the Lord Jesus Christ, I need help. I need help. Can you help me? And the Lord Jesus Christ answered him. He said, yes, I'll help you. Yes, I'll use you. I'll just come on. And he had awakened him was when he said these words. He prayed. He come to his senses inside there and says, yes, I'll help you. Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God. Not just, not just a little G God. He prayed to the Lord his God in heaven. The one that he knew would take care of him. The one that had loved him. The one that had called him. The one that saved his wretched soul from hell. He called on him. He woke up. Found the answer. Quit running. He quit running away. You know what he done? That's right. He started running to the Lord. Y'all remember that movie back in the 80s, Chariots of Fire? Dun, 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 dun. They still, the music, the theme through it, is still popular today. I can just see a man running, saying, Lord, here am I. Use me. And he did just that. He answered the call. Then there was a fulfillment. There was a great fulfillment. And the fulfillment is found over in the book of Matthew. It says these words. Matthew 12, verse 39. But He answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall, uh, there sh uh, shall no sign be given to it. But then He says, look at this but the sign of the prophet Jonas. Jonas, Jonah, same person. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, shows how the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater than Jonas is here. <clears throat> That's the Lord Jesus Christ speaking and telling them. He's saying, hey, there's a fulfillment. Jonah went ahead and done what had to be done in the city of Nineveh. He preached the Word of God. There was people saved. There was people that repented of their sins. There was people that got their heart, got their life right with Christ. They quit fooling around. They started playing serious with the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me tell you what happened. There was a difference made in the town church. There was a difference made inside of that city of Nineveh. Let me tell you something. You want changes made here in Danville? Let me tell you something. Go out there, knock on some doors, invite some people to church try to fill that van up glory to God when we do we'll buy another one amen but let me say this we have got to get busy and quit running from the call and start running to the call amen
We have got to get out there and tell people that Jesus loves them. We've got to get out there and tell them, say, hey, look, the lifestyle you're in, look, there's somebody that will care for you and love you and His name is Jesus. we just got to get there. I'm glad, and I sang it a couple weeks ago, and I'll sing it again, and when I get hoarse and I can't sing, what I'll do is I'll get Sister Gail to write it down for me. I'll carry the flashcards and tell, I have decided to follow Jesus and I ain't turning back. Amen. See, church, that fulfillment is here in our land. That fulfillment is right here in Danville. Pennsylvania County. Pass the spelling test on. It's here. All we have to do is take the message that Jesus cares. We sing the song, Does Jesus care? You better believe He does. So church, want to see hearts changed? Want to see people get saved? Church, you want to see people serve? You want to see people in the church get more excited about Jesus? You want to see the church numbers in the pews grow? All we have to do is quit running from the call and get on the do let's go list for God and let's get on out there and tell people that Jesus can. Instead of saying, hey, Jesus can't. That was the Jesus of yesterday. And no, sir, let me tell you something. My God is the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Amen. He never changes because the Bible says, I change not. And He don't change. In closing, I just want to say this. Simple words. Instead of running from the call, turn around. Run to the call. You're saying, preacher, I'm older. Can't get out there and walk and knock on them doors. I'm telling you this morning. Humble yourself and pray. Amen? You're saying, well, I can't, I can't, go out, I can't give away gospel tracts. You can leave them in doctor's offices and grocery stores and gas pumps. Amen? Unless you got a car that don't run on gas. I don't see no hands going up. You can leave them. Fold them. Those tracks out there, fold them in half. Bless God. They fit right in that credit card slot. Amen? You want to get more excited? You want to have God more rich in your life? Get into your Bible daily. Amen? Amen? Let me tell you, you want, people say, well, you're talking about you want to serve. Let me tell you, there's jobs here in the church that can be where you can serve. Amen? You just need to be willing. Amen? Yep. Got to be willing. Choir practice. Sing in the choir. Choir practice. Five o'clock tonight. Come to choir practice. That's serving. You're singing for the glory of God. Just come to choir practice. <clears throat> Amen? Yep. There's all these things that can be done. So we can make excuses. Look at Moses. I, talked, I, I preached on this Sunday, uh, Wednesday night. Moses says, I ain't an eloquent speaker. God said, there ain't no problem with that. I'll be with your mouth. Don't use that as an excuse. <clears throat> Church, we don't need excuses. Jesus ain't looking for excuses. And Jesus ain't the Marines that's looking for a few good men. 
Jesus is one that's a God of all. He's looking for everybody to serve. Amen? Jesus. He ain't looking for just a few. He's looking for all. Look at Luke 19.10 for the Son of Man has come to seek and to serve that which was lost. Who's that which is lost? Everybody that was lost. Now the reason I say it that way, there's some that saved today. Glory to God for that. But there's still a whole lot that's lost. Amen? So church, I say this. Instead of running from the call, turn around. Start running back to the call. I promise you, by the Word of God, Jesus will be with you. Sister, I need you come. Start running, running to the call. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody's looking around in here but me this morning. I want to say this. And I'm going to say this just as lovingly as I possibly can. You may think to yourself that you're in so deep that you don't have a way out. But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus Christ holds that rope. Amen? If you think you've reached the end of it, Jesus is holding it. All you've got to do is just go ahead and say, Hey, Jesus, help me save my wretched soul. And He will. You're here this morning you say, Preacher, I'm lost. I know that I'm lost and I know that if I was to go home and pillow my head and I die in my sleep, that I would go to the devil's hell. I want you to pray for me. Nobody's looking around but me. And I want to ask this, would you raise your hand so I can pray for you? I promise you, I won't embarrass you. I promise you, I won't call you out. I just want to pray. That's all. Anybody at all. Friend, have you trusted in Jesus as your personal Savior? The Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Romans 10.9 tells us that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you have called upon Jesus today, you are now a brother or sister in Christ. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at redeemingbloodministries at gmail.com or visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash redeemingbloodministries.